Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, where we talk about the things us divorcees are thinking, but not always talking about, as we turn our divorce into the best gift you've ever been given. And I do so with a little bit of sass and a whole lot of class. I am your host, Wendy Sterling, founder of The Divorce Rehab. I am here to support you in this transition phase of your life so you can start your new best chapter on your own terms. After all, that's what I did after my own divorce. And now it is my mission to change the conversation around divorce and help you see why your divorce, like mine, was the best gift you ever received. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. I am so excited that you decided to tune in today because I am here with my dear friend, Junie Moon. Hello, Junie. How are you? I am so happy to be here. Yes, yes, yes. Such a good day. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm so looking forward to to our conversation today because everybody tuning in, we are going to be talking about the shadow side of love. So in other words, why do people struggle in relationships? And so many women are their own worst enemy. Why do we do this to ourselves, you guys? So we're going to dive headfirst into this conversation. And first, I'm going to share a little bit about Junie and why she is the complete and perfect person for us to bring on the show to talk talk about this. So Junie Moon, otherwise known as the love coach, teaches women in midlife how to magnetize their ideal partner and experience next level love using her unique heart-centered dating strategies, coupled with some powerful mindset tools that helped her magnetize the love of her own life, women learn to embrace this precious stage of life with confidence, playfulness, and ease. Junie's an award-winning international speaker, number one Amazon best-selling author of Loving the Whole Package, Shed the Shame, and Live Life Out Loud, director-producer of the film Shed the Shame, host of the podcast Midlife Love Out Loud, and a certified shadow work facilitator. Junie, I'm so happy to be talking with you again. It has been way too long since we last had a conversation. I think it might have been at one of my summits that you were kind enough to be a guest on. And so I would love for you to refresh our audience around what about your story inspired you to do the work that you do today? Yes, thank you. It has been a while and it's always such a pleasure. I just think you're such a rock star with your message and and what you're doing in the world and helping everybody. So thank you for letting me add to your, you know, your, your tribes and, you know, and all the messages that you're bringing. Uh, Yeah. Why, why do I do what I do? Well, I I've been there. (laughs) I've been there in that place of self doubt. I've been there in that place of is love possible? Can I really have a good, healthy relationship after being in a 20 year marriage, walking on eggshells, unable to really speak up and have my voice heard, being able to get my needs met. It, it, It took such a toll on my life. And it wasn't until I really found the work that I do now, the shadow work that helped me find my truth, find my confidence and really blast through a lot of my insecurities to be able to create the life that I have now. And so when I took this body of work, the shadow work, 
personal growth work model that I was taught uh, out into the world, I really needed to figure out who I wanted to help the most. And it, it was a no brainer, you know, women that have been <laughs> through hell or heartbreak or challenge or betrayal or, you know, fill in the blank that are really wanting more love. I have the flashlight now. I know how to walk through the dark tunnel and get to the other side. I've done it. I'm helping clients do it. And I knew that this was something I really wanted to bring out there to help more women know that love is possible and beyond their wildest dreams once they can really let go of the past, heal some of the old crap they've picked up along the way and put a stake in the ground for what they truly want now and feel deserving of it. So uh, I've been there. I've moved through it and I'm happy to say I have an amazing life with an amazing partner and now I get to do it with my clients as well and to share the message with you guys today. Yes, and it's such a valuable one because so many of us women, we struggle. We struggled in our marriages and I know so many people don't want to duplicate, right? The same mistakes that they made or necessarily attract the same type of partner. So in, and you guys, we will get into like, what is, what does shadow mean? And what does shadow work? And we're going to get into that. Um, I want to kind of tee us up into what that work accomplishes by first addressing and talking about what do you see as some of the biggest struggles that people are facing, um, you know, as they are looking for new relationships and, you know, who, who gets in the way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who gets in the way? <laughs> what is in the way? Yeah. We are our, our own worst enemies and yet we are our best friends as well. And sometimes we can really beat ourselves up terribly thinking, what's wrong with me? Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why do I keep creating the same horrible scenarios with people that seem different, but then end up being the same? And when I say our best friend as well is because on some level, we're choosing these patterns as a way to stay safe. So on the one hand, we're being really careful on the other hand, we're sabotaging the very thing we want. And so what we really need to do is identify what it is we want first and really get clear about what kind of vision we have for ourselves at this stage of our life and what matters to us and, and who, if we want to have a partner, who do we want to bring in? But more importantly, what's not working? And so in reference to why we sabotage and why we get in our own way, it's it's strategies, you know, it's it's strategies to keep us from making the same quote mistakes because I don't believe they're mistakes. I think they're great lessons. And so just, you know, a quick scenario, wherever you are, if you've had a heartbreak, if you've had a betrayal, if you had somebody die, if somebody abandoned you, if maybe you've never had a relationship before, you've had pain, you've had experiences that gave you information about what love is like, what partnership is like, and how it's it's going to be for you. Or maybe you've witnessed it in your parents when you were growing up. And so we've been accumulating information from very early on. And this is what's laying down all these beliefs. All this information creates these neural pathways that have us acting in certain ways because that's what we know. And so we need to really we need to change those patterns, but first we have to identify those patterns. So why do we get in our own way? Why do we sabotage? Because on some level, we're afraid if we actually do something differently, if we actually open up our hearts again 
the same thing might happen. We might crash and burn. And the idea of that is terrifying. And so there's a part inside of us, we call it the risk manager in shadow work. This risk manager is assessing risk all the time. Oh my God, she's about to go online. If she does that, she might meet somebody. Oh my God. And then she's going to have the same pain she had before. Let me just tell her she's too fat. She's too old. That'll keep her offline. She's not going to do it. So that's what happens. There, There's this mechanism, a safety valve, if you will, that's kind of built into our survival system so that we don't take certain chances so that we don't get hurt again. And that's why we sabotage. And we have to update our risk manager. We have to change those patterns and know that love is not only possible, but it's our birthright. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that analogy. I love the risk manager, which you know tends to be one of, and I know you and I use this quite a bit, which is, you know, they're, they're sort of what I actually would identify them as being one of my negative inner critics, right? Call it an inner critic, call it a saboteur, call it a gremlin. However you guys identify, right. Is that, you know, these gremlins are living inside of our heads, right. Who are (laughs) maybe alerting the risk manager of all the things that, you know, are, are going to happen. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know that people listening, a lot of you guys understand and know you have those negative voices inside of your head. So what are they doing there? And why Why can we not silence them? Yeah, <laughs> so easily? yeah. Well, well, the good thing is, is we really can silence them. It just takes a little effort and practice. consciousness. And so a great question. And, and how we see it is we have this risk manager, this part that wants to keep you safe and protect you and is watching out for all the pitfalls and all the possibility possibilities of you falling down into the same hole and getting hurt. And so how we see it is the the inner critic or the you know the gremlins work for the risk manager. So if the risk manager sees that you actually might do something that is risky where you might get hurt it calls in the troops. <laughs> it calls in the ants, the automatic negative thoughts. <laughs> and so we we have these inner critic beliefs as a way to keep us from taking a chance again. And so we need to get that risk manager to see that the, the, the strategy of the inner critic of the getting us sick, the bad behaviors, anything that's stopping us from really saying yes to the fullness of what we want, that it's actually hurting us, that by holding us back, by telling us that we're, you know, we're too ugly or who's going to want us because we're too old, that that is causing us a, a, a huge pain. And that the idea of being alone or not having somebody to share our life with is, you know, has a price. And when that risk manager can really go, oh, wait a second, here I was thinking I was protecting her from heartache, but my strategy is actually hurting her. Maybe I need to find some new strategies. And when that happens, that's when the inner critics, suddenly the volume goes much lower. (laughs) And then our confidence gets way higher because we know that we can do this differently. We're wiser. We're older. We have coaches. We have groups. We have sisters. We have books. And that's when the risk manager can go, okay, wait a second. I can do this and I can do this differently and not hurt this woman who desires love. 
Yeah. I mean, because we all come into, you know, any relationship with our past or limiting beliefs, these, you know, these stories that we've perpetuated for ourselves and, you know, these patterns are no longer serving they're no longer serving you. They're no longer serving any of us. And so when we think about breaking these patterns, right, sometimes people are like, oh, that is so much easier said than done. So what is one way that people can really start being more conscious to their thoughts and breaking these patterns? Yeah, that's also a really great question. Well, first of all, some patterns are easier to break through than others. Right. Uh, let's let's be real. You know, it's like we're talking about decades and decades of programming. So some patterns need a little time, some some unpacking to be had. Uh, and interestingly enough, in this body of work called shadow work, the shadow being the part of us that we've shamed, the part of us that we go, ooh, I better not show somebody this part. It's a bad part. You know, we we somewhere picked up a message that we can't be a certain way. And so in shadow work, we want to be able to shine a light on those parts and and show up fully as we are with all of our our beauty and even our imperfections and, and feel comfortable with that. So in shadow work, when we can identify that there is a wounding or a pattern that keeps showing up, that there are special processes that we do to break through those patterns. And sometimes it doesn't actually take long. Sometimes we just go boom. And the shift of awareness is, you know, in, in A Course of Miracles, which is another body of work, what's a miracle? A shift of perception. And sometimes when you could just see it so differently, it just evaporates. And yet it does take time. So to your question, what's the the fastest, easiest way to shift? The first thing is really to become aware that something's not working and identify it. Awareness is the first step. And then making a decision that that's not acceptable anymore. It's not going to be, well, this is the way it is. I just have to be with it. And all right, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. I have to get used to it. I mean, that's a strategy. And and you might end up having an amazing life with that strategy. If you want something different, if you want what I call next level love, where you're able to relax and be yourself, show up fully as yourself, not put a mask on and try to be something different for somebody else, but to actually be your true authentic self, then become aware of what you want, <laughs> become aware of, oh, I don't really speak up for myself or, oh, I actually step on people's toes or whatever it is, become aware of the pattern or the pain or whatever's not working for you. And then say, I want something else and I'm going to figure it out. And that's when you hire someone like Wendy, someone like me to be able to be your guide. Because at the end of the day, if something's in shadow, if something is squished, put away, locked in a, in a closet, and you don't want to look at it, you may not be able to find it. You probably won't be able to see it. And then we can guide you to be able to go, oh, wait a second. It doesn't have to be so painful. It doesn't have to be so scary. And that your life can be on your terms. Yeah. And I'm hearing you say, take your power back, right? Take Ugh. your power back, own your choices, start making new decisions, new choices, change your behaviors. And in order for us to do that, right, as you so beautifully said, we've got these shadows, right, that are keeping us from taking that step forward. So let's let's dive into the amazing shadow work that you do do. So talk to me a little bit about what they 
are, right? And why is it so incredibly important for people to have awareness around them? Absolutely. And I want to just add one more thing to yes. you know what you just said about the risk manager and taking back our power. Um, that risk manager inside of you might be going, oh my God, she's taking back her power. Oh my God, she's Sound taking the, the reins. Right, right. How <laughs> yeah. scary is that? So sometimes we're actually, you know, the very thing we want, again, that risk manager is going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, no, no, no. If she thinks she's got this, I better show her she doesn't because that's scary. The risk manager doesn't like the unknown. So that's why we have to really uh, have a different relationship with that part of us that's going, "Uh uh-uh, no, don't do it, don't do it. So the shadow and this body of work. So shadow work been around for a while now, this particular uh, model uh, founded by Cliff Berry and Mary Ellen Wallen since the 80s. And it, it has four main energies, four main archetypes that they look at. And what I did was I looked at it through the eyes of love, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's coming back to our hearts, coming back to our truth and, and being who we are. And so what I did was I looked at it and said, wait a second, There are these four love shadows. And if you've been wounded in one of these four areas, this is going to be potentially detrimental to you opening up your heart and having a great relationship with others or with yourself. So I'm just going to like zip right through it because it's a whole body of work that I, I I will do workshops on for many, many days. So let's just zip through it. So if you have a magician wound, the magician being the part that helps you see and make decisions and be clear, if you have a wounding in that area, the magician is the part that keeps you safe and helps you step back and go, wait a second, I better strategize and make sure I'm going to be okay risk manager. Okay. And so if you've had a big wounding in that area where somewhere along the way you got terribly hurt and you got a message that you're bad or something's wrong with you, you're going to be on high alert. And if this is really active, then if you go on a date, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be thinking a lot. You're going to be ruminating. You're going to be looking for all the red flags. You're not going to be able to be present. You're in your fear. And so that could be running you and keeping you from really relaxing and enjoying your life or moving forward. Then there's the sovereign energy. And the sovereign energy is that is where our self-esteem lives. This is where we know we, we can go f- shoot for the stars and, and live in our hearts and our passions and desires because we know we deserve it. So if we've had a wounding where we thought we were given the message that maybe we're not good enough, we believe we're not good enough, something, you know, that, that we need to prove ourselves that we're good enough. And we have that wounding that's going on, then how is that going to show up? Well, that's when we give away our power. That's when we don't ask to get our needs met. That's when we dim our light and play small. And so you could see how that would affect relationships. Let's move to the lover energy. The lover is the energy, the archetype where we connect and bond with each other. This is where we open and our vulnerability lives. And so again, if we've been hurt and we've had a um, trust broken and maybe felt abandoned uh, and we just don't feel safe, 
then this energy, this the wounding in, in this love shadow will have our heart closed. We'll, we'll, we'll have the, a wall built around our heart. And that's certainly going to get in the way of true connection and intimacy. And people won't be able to get in. You won't be able to receive love. And so there'll be a disconnection. And so if you have that running, you could see how that would impact yeah. relationship. And then the last one is warrior. We need to have that sense of self. We need to be able to know we exist separate from other people and that we can take good care of ourselves and draw the line in the sand and have healthy boundaries. So if we got a message that we don't matter, that we don't exist, that other people are more important than us, you could see how our boundaries can get murky and we can be doormats and and we can just not be taken care of in that way and feel like we've lost our sense of power and our sense of self. And again, if we're in a relationship with that woundology, you could see how it's going to, you know, the energies between the two are going to just be off and uneven. And, um, and that will impact the ability to have a true, meaningful, interdependent, healthy relationship. So that's a, that's a quick snapshot of all four, four well, love shadows. And, it, and they make, they makes so much sense. And, and I'm sure everybody listening has a million other questions around this. Um, the one that first comes to my mind is wondering, so does everyone have shadows? Do we all live with shadows lurking? I believe so. I yes. believe so. I, I, I think we all have shadows because we're human beings. And at the end of the day, we are wired for survival. We are wired to, to make sure that we don't get hurt. And so to live in this culture, to live in the world, to live embodied, you know, there, there is this part inside of us that's like, okay, like, how do I fit in? How can I be okay? How do I get through? And so, again, we've been picking up information all along, and so much is in our unconscious mind. You know, 95% of our brain is unconscious. And so that's where the shadows live. That's where our doubts live. And again, in service to us on some level to keep us safe, but as we know, it, it's painful. So yeah, we all have shadows and I continue to peel back the layers of my shadows because there are layers of, of shadows. So I might have one shadow of insecurity, you know, maybe I threw out my self-esteem, which I did years ago and feel really strong and confident, but then something pokes me and I go, oh, there's another memory. There's another experience, another layer. So we just keep moving forward unpeeling the onion and getting stronger and clearer, clearer and healthier. And at the end of the day, we can take back our control and our clarity and our self-worth and be way more conscious. So if a shadow does appear, if we find ourselves acting out of shadow where we say something we don't mean or act in a way or act out in a way that we're like, oh, wow, I can't, that's such an old, old uh, way of expressing myself. How, where did that come from? then you can spot it faster, move past it faster and, you know, come back to, you know, your alignment. So the answer, the long answer is yes. I, I really do believe that we, we all have shadows and we just need to learn how to dance with them better and become more conscious of them. So we're in control of our energy and that the shadows are not in control of us. Yeah. And, you know, and as you're talking about these shadows, I'm sure a lot of people are going, do I have the magician? Do I, have, you know, they're trying to like fit <laughs> themselves. <laughs> right. Which one do I have? Do I have all of them? Maybe I have this one. Maybe I don't have that one. So how can people really know what is in their own 
shadow. Because I imagine everybody's is different. Yep. Yep. Different and the same. Um, Different in the sense that we all have our our own stories and our own journeys. And, 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 you know, when I I have this uh, uh, year program, it's the midlife love mastery program. And I, I say to the women right now, you're all different. You all had different experiences. And now look for the similarities. Where are you all feeling some fear? Oh, you all have fear. We, we meet there. Oh, we, we all have um, sadness. We can meet there. But we all have our, our unique stories. And so we have flavors of all four archetypes. In fact, we have all four archetypes in us. In my book, Loving the Whole Package, which is all about loving all of who you are, you learn about all four archetypes and you start to see, oh, I run a lot of magician energy. Yes, I've had sadness and sometimes that shows up. And yeah, sometimes my self-esteem can really be a little shaky, but at the end of the day, whoa, my brain can't stop. And I'm constantly thinking, overthinking, planning, because I'm so scared that something's going to go south. And so when you start to look at all four of them, you have a, a clearer picture of what's running you the most. And so when I work with people soon out the gate, they start to, to see, oh, you know what? I really have a big wounding in trust. No wonder I have my heart in lockdown. I need to do some lover work. I see we all have aspects of all four of them. And we all have all four beautifully working for us. It's just one or two might be overworking. And we need to find that balance and do the healing work. Yeah. And and it's so incredibly important. And, you know, I, I even with you just talking, I'm going, hmm. Maybe I should be doing some of this work for myself. So, so yeah. tell our audience today, like, what are some of the benefits? Why should people be thinking about doing this type of work? What's on the other side of it? Well, the benefit is not being in the dark and having things happen to you that you don't understand or be at the mercy of behaviors that hurt you, whether it's overeating, over drinking, over sexing, overworking, um, not standing up for yourself, not putting yourself out there. I mean, there's a huge price we pay when we're in the dark and we don't understand why we're keeping us locked in this holding pattern. And so the benefit is freedom. <laughs> Bottom line, the benefit is freedom, freedom to be you, freedom to ha- you know feel good about yourself, the freedom to put yourself out there and not be scared, the freedom to go on a date and actually have fun. I mean, it's one of the things I love about you know working with my clients is they actually start to have fun dating versus that when they first come to me, they're like, it's exhausting. I'm giving up. I'm meeting all these creeps. I don't believe there's anybody out there versus, wow. I just had a really fun date. I don't think he's for me, but you know what? It was okay. And I had a good time. And, you know, so the benefit is having a life on your terms consciously and not having these shadowy, old, crappy things that are in your, you know, in, in your unconscious mind, pulling your life strings, 
Because that's where I was. I had no idea. I mean, 18 years ago, I was 200 pounds. I was eating a ton of food, getting through the day, thinking I had a food problem. And I didn't realize it was a self-esteem problem. I didn't realize it was a self-hatred problem. It was. I didn't realize that I didn't know how to take a stand for myself. My warrior wound, my warrior wound was so deep that I didn't know what power was. I was terrified of conflict. So I didn't understand it. I just felt it. And I had the consequences of it. And then I found shadow work. And then I went, oh. And so through processing, doing these special designed processes specifically for my challenges, breakthrough, change. I've kept off 50 pounds for 18 years. Friggin' miracle. And um, and I'm happy. <laughs> so lots of upside by doing shadow work. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, and there absolutely is. It's mental, it's physical, it's emotional healing. Um, yeah. It's, you know, for me, what I'm hearing is it's healing work. It's another modality of healing. Yeah, uh, it totally is. And it is spiritual work. You know, we talk about that um, in our shadow work communities with our trainers that, uh, that, the emotional baggage that we hold and the pain that we have keeps us from really being in our divine, in our aligned self, in our, uh, in our, in a place where we can shine our beautiful, unique light. And as long as we're getting in the way of us relaxing and being who we are and be ourselves, and actually love being ourselves without apology, we keep ourselves from really experiencing what I believe is is uh, again our birthright to to enjoy this journey and be full out, full blast, and be able to experience next level love just as we are without having to jump through hoops. Yeah, so eloquently said, so beautifully Thank said. You. Oh my gosh, Junie, I I feel like we could go for like another thirty minutes on this topic, and <gasps> I, I would love to have you back on to go deeper into this work. Um, but. Yeah. I want to say thank you for joining me and for sharing so much of your incredible wisdom and speaking about a topic I don't even know if many of my listeners know that much about. It's such important work. It's another modality of work that you guys get to consider doing. And, you know, Junie is is your person. So let yeah. everybody know, please, how it is that they can get a hold of you. And Junie also has a special gift for all of you guys tuning in today. Yes, I do. Uh, first, you could just Google me, Coach Junie Moon, and that is my website, CoachJunieMoon.com. So Junie is spelled J-U-N-I-E. And if you Google me, I'm kind of all over the place right now. Kind of like Wendy, we we hit a lot of places and it's exciting because we, we've been able to, to hop into different places. But that's, that's a, a good place to go. And there's lots of content there and even another free gift on my website, the special gift I have for you is my Find Fabulous Love After 40 guide. And this is a workbook. Uh, it's a journey to connect with your risk manager. We've been talking about your risk manager and, and sabotage. And so if you really want to start to change their relationship with your risk manager and get the risk manager to do different things and to lower the volume of your inner critic, then this workbook gives you 10 steps. It's a 10-step process. It's not like this long journey. It's, and yet, there's a lot of content in there, and it is an experiential workbook for you to, to really shift your relationship with your fear and your inner, inner critics so that you really can move forward consciously and happily. 
Amazing. Amazing. You guys, all of this information can be found in the show notes. What a generous gift, Junie. Thank you so much for the work that you do in this world, for being a dear friend and for joining me today. Mm. I I adore you. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you. I feel the same way. I'm so happy that we are connected and I, I, I'm so happy that I got to, to share this message. Thank you for having me. Of course. And everybody tuning in. Thank you guys so much for joining Junie and I today. What an, a great conversation. You guys know that with every podcast episode, my goal is to enlighten you, to hand you any bit of information that is going to help you to navigate wherever it is that you are in your divorce process, sending you all tons of love, light, and joy as always. Mwah. Bye everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with someone you know or spread the word on social media. This is how I reach more divorcees around the world and provide them with the support they need to create their next best life. And I would also love to continue the conversation with you. So please friend me on Facebook, join my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab, and follow me on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I'll see you next time. 